If you've imagined it, you've dreamed it, you've already started. But this is the trick. We're not scared of starting. We're scared of being seen starting at the bottom. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming back to On Purpose. I just want to take a moment to congratulate you on your consistent commitment to your growth, your transformation, and taking your life beyond all of your fears. I can see that you keep coming back to listen so that you can have the breakthroughs in your goals, your life that you're really dreaming about, that you're really wanting and craving in your life. And I'm so excited for you because I see you coming back every single week to learn, to grow, to deepen your wisdom and knowledge. Thank you so much for making that a commitment. And I promise you today's episode is going to help you go a step further. Today is all about three ways to grow your passion, even with a full-time job, right? Most of us have full-time jobs, or maybe you're someone who's taken the leap, but this still applies to you because there are still tips in here on how to grow your passion, even if you've made the leap. In 2017, corporate spending on training employees was estimated at over $100 billion, and over $1 billion was spent on employee engagement. But 68% of the US workforce was not feeling engaged at work. Now, that number has reduced to around 50%, but shockingly, only 13% of the US workforce is passionate about their jobs. Now, I know that's not just true for the US, but the UK where I'm from, and I know in India and parts of Asia and pretty much all over the world, we find that so many of us feel we're not doing passionate, meaningful work. But think about this. How many of us are scared of leaving our jobs because of money, security, or prestige? The golden handcuffs. We don't leave because we wonder how will we make the same money somewhere else? Or we won't leave because we secretly enjoy the safety and security. Or because we love that ego boost we receive for a fleeting moment when we're at a family event and someone says, oh my God, you're a whatever that is. There's a beautiful section in Michelle Obama's new book, Becoming. If you haven't read it, it's incredible. I recommend it. That I think resonates really clearly here. I'd love to share with you. The following are her words, not mine. This is Michelle Obama talking in her new book, Becoming, about how we all get lost in this trap of how people perceive what we do. This is her words. I can admit now that I was driven, not just by logic, but by some reflexive wish for other people's approval too. When I was a kid, I quietly basked in the warmth that floated my way anytime I announced to a teacher, a neighbor, or one of Robbie's church choir friends that I wanted to be a pediatrician. My, isn't that impressive, their expressions would say, and I reveled in it. Years later, it was really no different. Professors, relatives, random people I met asked what was next for me, and when I mentioned I was bound for law school, Harvard Law School, as it turned out, the affirmation was overwhelming. I was applauded just for getting in, even if the truth was I'd somehow squeaked in off the waiting list. But I was in. 
people looked at me as if already I'd made my mark on the world. This may be the fundamental problem with caring a lot about what others think. It can put you on the established path, the my isn't that impressive path, and keep you there for a long time. Maybe it stops you from swerving, from ever even considering to swerve, because what you risk losing in terms of other people's high regard can feel too costly. That's Michelle Obama's words, super powerful. And how many of us can relate to that? How many of us hear that and you're thinking right now, wow, I've been living there to some degree. Now, there's nothing wrong if you want to stay in your job for the money, the security, or the consistency. There's genuinely nothing wrong with that. If that is an intentional, conscious decision, it's absolutely fine. Not everyone is an employee and not everyone is an entrepreneur. And this conversation actually isn't about either. You will not be more happy doing either. You'll be happy where you get to do meaningful work that fulfills you based on your values. But this specific podcast is for anyone who wants to grow, develop, or invest in their passion, whether it's as an employee or as an entrepreneur, whether it's a career change, an entrepreneurial path, or just some curiosity and intrigue around how to do that, you're in the right place. And the reason why this is such an important topic to me is just three years ago, I was working for a company where I was doing well, but I didn't love what I was doing. I was succeeding. I was getting promoted. Things were moving forward for me, but I didn't feel like I was making a difference in the world. I didn't feel satisfied by what I was offering to the world or the impact I was making. And I deeply and genuinely felt there was more for me. Now, it's easy for me to talk about this in hindsight, but I want to point this out to you. When I felt like this just three years ago, I felt insecure, being really open and vulnerable here. I felt insecure, I felt unconfident, and I felt really, really unclear about how things were going to pan out. I felt really uncertain. I was constantly questioning myself every day, thinking about whether this was too big a risk, whether I was going to regret it, whether I should be more grateful and settle, whether I should just be happy and satisfied with what I already had. And I was doing this to myself again and again and again. Know this and know it to be true. There is no one who is 100% sure when they begin any journey. There is no one who has complete certainty when they start a journey that it's going to go in any particular direction. There is no one who has any sort of clarity or certainty or any of that that they know what's going to happen next. I just knew one thing. I didn't feel satisfied. I didn't feel engaged. I knew what I didn't feel even more than what I did feel. One day, I remember looking at one of my managing directors, someone I reported to, probably who was 20 to 25 years older than me, and I asked myself this question. Is that where I want to be when I am that age? Is that what I want to be doing when I am that age? age. And I highly recommend you ask yourself that question because it's a great mirror to reflect into. When we look 
at where we would be if we followed our current path in 20 to 25 years, of what that looks like, just as it is for most people, if your answer is yes, I'm genuinely so deeply happy for you. But if your answer like mine is no, then this is going to help you a lot. The answer for me was a clear no. And you might be feeling the same way, but then as you know it just as well as I do, the same excuses keep coming back up. How many times have you got to this stage where you've said to yourself, I need to quit. I'm ready to move on. I don't think this is right for me. I don't feel satisfied. Maybe you feel it in the morning when you get to work. Maybe you feel it when you're on your way back. Maybe you feel it every commute. Wherever you're feeling it, you know that you felt it many times. But the same excuses keep coming back up. I don't have enough time. I won't make enough money. There's too much risk in trying something new. Or my personal favorite, I am too old right? I'm too old to be thinking about this. Now, it's crazy. The amount of people who told me that I was too old to try and break into media before I started my journey was crazy. I was 28 years old and I was being told I was too old the whole time. The truth is there's no age for passion. It's whenever it's your time. And having made that transition myself and having gone through the challenges and having to overcome the excuses, one thing I know for sure is this. You don't have to quit what you're doing to start testing, experimenting, or building something new. You don't have to take the leap before you've built a bridge. Remember that carefully. You do not need to put the pressure on yourself to take the leap before you've built a bridge. You do not need to take the pressure on yourself of inventing a whole new life when all you need to do is start really, really small. This is how we paralyze ourselves. We think about the big goal of having to replace our whole life, to replace all the money we make, to replace all of the salary we have, instead of just thinking about how can I develop, build, invest, and grow my passion while I'm still at my day job? How can you start living and growing your dreams? Turning your daydream into a dream job doesn't start with your dream job. It starts with you being at work doing what needs to be done, getting your bills paid, and then using that as a launch pad for what's next. I've seen people who've literally just said, that's it, I'm done, closed it off, and not really built that bridge. What I'm gonna share with you now are my top three tips and pieces of advice that are going to help you build that bridge, right? You don't have to quit where you are. You don't have to change anything right now, but you can start here. I'm going to be really open and honest. If you're serious about this, this is what it will take. Step number one, start where you are. Start somewhere. Zig Ziglar said, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Listen to that again. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. My take is this. We're not scared of starting. You think you're scared of starting. The amount of people that message me, DM me, 
email me and say, Jay, I'm so scared of starting. How do I start? I don't know how to start. I'm not sure how to start. This word start scares so many of us. This is the first thing I'm going to say to you. If it's in your head, you've already started. If you've imagined it, you've dreamed it, you've already started. But this is the trick. We're not scared of starting. We're scared of being seen starting at the bottom. Tell me if that's not true right now. We're not scared of starting. We're scared of being seen starting at the bottom. That happens to so many of us. None of us want to start at the bottom. No one wants to start at the bottom. It doesn't look great. It doesn't feel great. It doesn't sound great. But the funny thing is, and reality is, everyone we know started at the bottom. We're scared of having those awkward conversations about what we're doing now that we've quit our job. We're scared of having those awkward conversations of, where have you been this weekend? What have you been working on? We're scared of having to explain ourselves to people when you're starting at the bottom. But here's how to overcome that. This was one of my favorite things I've ever done and I highly recommend it. I spent a ton of time before I ever started learning the background stories, the origin stories of everyone who inspires me. And I want you to go and research straight after listening to this podcast. I want you to go and research the background and origin stories of everyone who inspires you. This is the same as superheroes. When you hear about the origin stories of Superman or Batman or Wolverine or anyone, I'm a, I'm a huge comic book fan. If you learn about their origins and background story, you see how much pain they went through. You see how much failure they went through. You see how much rejection they went through. You see how much physical and mental trauma and anguish they went through. If you think about Batman, you just think about a Batmobile and you think about all the cool gadgets he has, it looks and sounds easy. But then you look at his journey with his parents. Now, you may say, Jay, those are just comic book characters. Let's calm down. Well, this is what I want you to do. Go and see someone in your industry. Maybe it's someone you aspire to be like. Maybe it's a role model. Maybe it's an idol. Maybe it's a mentor. Maybe someone. it's someone you want to be your coach one day. I want you to go and research the background stories and origin stories of everyone you love and look up to. Get to know the ins and outs of the journey, not just the milestones or the successes. Get to know the failures. Get to know the peaks and the troughs. Get to know the tops and the bottom. Get to know the parts where everything went right and all the parts where everything went wrong. It will help so much and so deeply. When you realize that Steve Jobs got fired from his own company, when you realize that Bill Gates' first company didn't work, when you realize that Oprah was told she was not fit for TV, when you realize that Ellen went through depression and bullying, when you realize The Rock went through depression, when you realize that Walt Disney was fired for not being creative enough, you recognize you're not that far behind. The obstacle is the way. Failure is the way. Rejection is the way. Starting at the bottom is the only way. When you realize everyone else visited there, it doesn't make you feel as bad. It's like, imagine you check into a hotel that you don't really like, 
but then you found out that every one of your favorite celebrities had lived in that hotel, kind of makes it better. That's what this is like. You're literally turning up to the hotel of starting at the bottom and you go, oh my God, I didn't know this person stayed here. Oh my God, this was their room. Oh my God, I didn't realize it. And then all of a sudden you feel better. This is one tip and technique that has changed my life. I've constantly looked at all the challenges, all the startings, all the beginnings of everyone I look up to, and it really helps me. The second thing is, practice a simple answer as to what you're doing for people that generally ask you. They won't be the people that are closest to you. Practice a simple answer that gives them what they're looking for, and then just be careful to not listen to the noise. It's so easy for us to take everyone's opinion when we're vulnerable, we're transitioning, we're trying something new and we're starting out to stop us. And the third thing, recognize that that phase will only last longer if you don't work harder. You will only be at the phase called starting if you just keep starting and don't get going. It's your responsibility and it's up to you to be able to shift from starting to growing. The second tip that I really want to dive deep into, if you really want to grow your passion, even with a full-time job, is you need to schedule time. The value of having that full-time job is it pays your bills, it takes care of your daily needs, and then it's up to you what you do with all of that other time. When I started making videos, I was working a 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. job. I'd leave my home at 8 a.m. in the morning and I'd get back at 9 p.m. I then used to edit videos from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. sometimes. You've heard me say this before. Five days a week, five hours a day for five-minute video. Literally, I would edit 25 hours. That's five hours a day for five days in a row to edit a five-minute video. Now, that's terrible editing time, by the way. If you ever hear an editor that tells you they will edit you a five-minute video with 25 hours to be paid, do not pay them, please, right? It's terrible editing time. But I was teaching myself how to edit. Use every gap you have, even if it's 10 to 15 minutes a day, to fuel your passion. For me, it may have been reading an article. For me, it was picking up a book I liked and reading it in gaps, whether I was commuting or between a break at work, or even if it was while I was eating my lunch, finding any moment in time, your weekends have to become about your passion. Your weeknights have to become about your passion. You can't afford to lose that time when you're working that full-time job that's taking care of everything else so you no longer have the stress or the pressure of paying your bills. You actually get that time to give creative energy to it. And one of the best ways to do that is using that time, whatever you've scheduled, if you have a lot of it, you could use it to actually volunteer for a startup, right? If you're thinking about moving into technology, you're thinking about moving into media, whatever space it is, you can volunteer part-time at a startup or an incubator without leaving your day job. Most startups are really looking for talent. They're hungry for different skills. So you'll be able to test your skills out in a low-risk environment. And in the same way, you get to build relationships with people who are already working in that space that give you a feel for what it could actually be like. Another step you could do is you could actually give your skills to your community. It could be charity work. It could be organizations that you're grateful to help. It could be organizations that are connected to things that bring you alive. 
Volunteering allows you to even deeper your skills in a low-risk environment and again, build relationships with other people. And a lot of people who are volunteering and making a difference have other lives, so you get to learn about them as well. Now, you may say, I don't have any of that time. Well, then you can use that time to read books. You can use that time to pick up the phone and ask someone a question. You can use that time to start building that website, to start building that blog. There are so many great platforms right now that can immediately give you access to what you want to do. Whether it's 10 minutes a day, whether it's 15 minutes a day, scheduling time in and around your workday to invest in your passion is one of the best things you can do. And now the third and final tip. And I'll probably say that this is the most important one. This is probably the most significant one that will make all the difference in the beginning. Choosing education over entertainment. I know it already sounds painful and you're saying, Jay, don't tell me to do that, but I'm going to show you why it's so powerful. Remember this, if you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. Listen again, if you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. If you're serious about growing your passion, you have to grow. You can't grow something if you're not growing. Nothing will move if you don't move. Nothing will change if you don't change. The biggest mistake people make is following their passion instead of investing, growing, and developing their passion. Your passion never becomes a profit or a paycheck or anything more than a passion if you don't invest in it, you don't develop it, and you don't grow it. Being passionate about something means liking it being addicted to it, absorbing in it. But it doesn't mean being good at it. It doesn't mean being an expert at it. It doesn't mean being a leader in it. And this often means that you have to trade nights out. You have to trade those weekend trips away. You have to trade your favorite Netflix shows. It's just as simple as this. Now, here's the reality of this, and I really want you to think about this. We have two choices, and I've been in this situation in my life where I was at a crossroads where I could either have tried to balance my life and try and kind of juggle everything and make it work and go on some holidays and take a few breaks and try and do what I was passionate about and kind of do it all at the same time. And that would have left me in an uncertain phase for 10 to 15 years where I still wouldn't have been that satisfied. Or I could sacrifice all of those nights out, weekend trips, Netflix shows, whatever it is that you're watching or talking about. You could just sacrifice those things for two years, three years, and you could make an impact, focus your energy, and then get more freedom later. I find so many people living in numbness and a lull for 10 to 15 years because they don't go all in expecting it to figure out just with time as opposed to giving it an extreme focus right now. The most healthy, wealthy, and wise people in the world spend 10 to 25% of their net income on personal growth. That includes books, courses, coaching programs, masterminds. 10 to 25% of their net income is spent on education. Just think about it for a moment. And maybe you don't even need to spend that much. My point is that you need to invest that time and energy and your money, whatever it may be at the beginning stages, 
into education over entertainment. Now, listen carefully. Two-thirds of the most healthy, wealthiest, and wisest people in the world watch less than an hour of TV or spend less than an hour online every single day. Remember this again. If you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. 88% of the most healthy, wealthy, and wise people on the planet read for 30 minutes or more every single day. Of course, now we have audiobooks. We have podcasts just like this. 63% listen to audiobooks. 79% read educational career-related material. 55% read for personal development. 58% read biographies of successful people. Going back to the point I make of studying the lives of people that you aspire to be like. 94% read about current events. 51% read about history. And listen to this. Only 11% read for pure entertainment purposes. Education becomes their entertainment. And this is actually a deeper form of pleasure. When we feel entertainment, we feel pleasure and an escape. When you feel education, you get real joy and happiness that comes from learning, that comes from progress, that comes from achievement. That is a sustainable form of pleasure and happiness that actually has results that elevate us, not just escape us, but elevate us. When you choose entertainment, you escape. When you choose education, you elevate. That's the difference. And that's when education becomes your entertainment. Now, you may actually want to break out into media and therefore watching entertainment is your education, right? This is not as simple as just saying movies are bad, TV shows are bad. That's not what I'm saying. Documentaries are a great way of learning. There are so many brilliant ways of still consuming educational, enlightening, enlivening content as opposed to just escaping through our ways. You can use this to enroll in a class, online or offline. It could be a night class, it could be an online course, it could be any of that, that helps you dive into a new field and learn about it, rather than making the shift. Again, building that bridge, right? Building that bridge. What else you could do is reach out to someone working in a different field, reaching out to a mentor, a guide, a coach, going to events online and offline, around people. You have access to every podcast. You have access to every interview with people in different fields about their journey. Get to learn about them. The point is you want to start building a bridge and that takes the pressure off. That takes the stress off. You're not building a destination. You're building a bridge step by step. And often you won't have every step of that bridge mapped out, but you just have to get started. So here are those three tips. The first thing is start somewhere, right? Start somewhere. You have to be okay with starting at the bottom. And that's me breaking through a mental block. You may say, Jay, well, what tip is that? That's helping you break through a mental block. That really what we're blocked by is our mindset. And our mindset is coming up with these excuses. And that's why I went all in on that point. The second thing is you have to get tactical. You have to get practical. You have to schedule time. You have to realize that time is valuable and you can use all that time to engage in your passion and developing it. And the third thing is you have to get focused on education and sharpening your skills. If you get deep into your skills and expertise, you will find opportunities come to you. And that's the biggest missing link is really doubling down on your skills and expertise and getting really good through education at what you're passionate about. That's where you want to go. And if you're listening to all of this and saying, Jay, I don't even know what I'm passionate about then you can apply all the same principles I just said to learn about your passion. You have to get started. You have to research people's lives that you're inspired by, right? 
You have to make calls to people. You have to schedule time to volunteer at a startup, to lend your skills to your community. You have to read books about stuff, watch videos. You can do the same three principles even if you don't know what you're passionate about. I am so excited to see more people living their passion and turning it into a purpose. Your passion is what makes you happy. Your passion becomes a purpose when you use it to serve others. Remember that. And when we find our passion and we use it to make a difference in the lives of others, we increase the passion in the world, we increase purpose in the world, and eventually that helps us. We increase passion in the world, we increase purpose in the world, and that ends up helping more and more people. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I love knowing what are your best nuggets and words of wisdom that really resonate with you, that connect with you. You can tag me on Instagram. You can tag me on Twitter. You can tag me on Facebook. I'm always looking out to share your posts. Thank you so much for consistently coming back to this podcast. I'd love for you to recommend this podcast to all your friends. If you think it would benefit them, share it. Every week, I'm discussing new episodes on self, work, and love. I want to help you have an incredible self do what you love every day and find someone that you love every day. And that all starts with loving and growing yourself. Thank you so much for showing up on purpose. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. Sending you so much love, meditations and prayers. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to On Purpose. Let me know. Post it. Tell me what a difference it's making in your life. I would love to see your thoughts. I can't wait for this incredibly conscious community we're creating of purposeful people. You're now a part of the tribe, a part of the squad. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you. Thank you.